Good morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop Smith coming at you at 5 a.m. on Wednesday, November the 3rd. Can you believe it? We're almost done with this year. Almost done with this year. We Thanksgiving is fastly approaching. Then from Thanksgiving, we're headed over to our Christmas season. And you know what? Hey, we're going to finish the year strong. I'm excited to be with you this morning. We're going to have a great time as we spend some time in prayer and also discussing the Word of God. We understand the Word of God is the key to living a life of victory. And it's the key to starting out your day and spending time with God. And as I like to say it, you know what, it's the breakfast of champions. And so I declare this morning in advance, you're all a champions, you're more than a conqueror, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so this morning, I'm excited, we have Sister Brandy Good. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests. Sister Brandy, how are you doing this morning? Praise the Lord. So, maybe Sister Brandy will be getting on shortly. But, hey, we have a wonderful guest with us this morning. He's a son of the house, and I thank God for him, and he's going to come on. He's going to share with us the word of the Lord. And so we want to move over to him and see how he's doing this morning. And that's none other than Pastor Rufus Chambers. Pastor Chambers, how are you this morning? Doing great, doing great, Bishop. Good morning. It is a pleasure to be on the call with all these mighty men and women of God. I'm really excited to open up the scripture this morning and, and and just sit with the word at the top of the morning. So thank you for inviting me to participate. Thank you for receiving the invite. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit with the word and we're going to have a great time this morning. And so I want to say, number one, good morning to our Father, good morning to our Lord Jesus, who is the Lord and Savior of our life, and good morning to the Holy Spirit, good morning to all of the saints, Most High God, good morning to every pastor, every man of God, every woman of God, good morning to the New Destiny Church members, and if you're calling from anywhere around the nation, anywhere around the world, we want to say good morning to you, and thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing on the prayer line with us this morning, and so let us just go before the Lord in the word of prayer, and then we're going to turn it over to Pastor Chambers, and he's going to bless us this morning. Father, we just honor you, and we thank you, we bless you for the many blessings you've bestowed upon us. Number one, for being a part of the family of God. We thank you that we are born again, children of God. And Father, we have a right to an inheritance that you have provided for us through your ultimate sacrifice, Jesus Christ. For this is the day that you have made. In it, we're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. And we thank you, Father, that you have delivered us from the powers of darkness. We don't take that lightly. And you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear son. Father, have your way this morning. I declare in advance every prayer that is prayed on this line, every prayer that is prayed um, through prayer requests coming in, and every private prayer that the people have, I declare they will be abundantly met in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Chambers. 
Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning once again. Um, today we're going to dive into the Word, and we're going to be talking about uh, a new thing or the new thing. And we're going to tackle that from a couple of uh, scriptures that we're all very familiar with. Um, so first of all, you can grab Isaiah 43, and we're going to read verses 18 and 19. The new thing, and many of us have heard series on the new thing. We've meditated these scriptures. We prayed these scriptures. And, you know, today we're going to look at a couple of things and, you know, some of the context that I read uh, these scriptures uh, from, I just kind of want to share with you. Uh, so as, as we engage the word of God, I want you guys to be open uh, to receive not only what I'm saying, but what the spirit of the Lord is saying uh, in this moment. Um, I was in a lecture uh, last week. Uh, I was at a seminar, and one of the lectures, uh, her name is uh, Dr. Wanjuru, she was asking and begging a question. She wasn't ministering about the new thing, but she asked a question that really stuck with me. And the, and the question that she asked was, how can we, as the body of Christ and as believers, take our music, our messages, our sermons, and our curriculums and use them, watch this, as tools of revival and revitalization? And when she asked that question, it hit me right in the middle of my head because what I heard her really questioning was, how can we take ownership of the new thing? In other words, the new thing that God wants to do in the earth realm can be right already in your possession. So, so, so with that in mind, let's look at Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, and I'm going to read out of the New Revised stand, uh, Standard Version. It says, uh, do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. It says, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? It says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let's underline in there where it says, I am about to do a new thing. So when we look at that verse and we look at the context of that verse, that was a day and time in which the children of Israel were really needing deliverance. They were needing redemption. And the conversation at that moment through the mouth of the prophet or through the hand of the prophet was about God himself doing a new thing. And some of us posture ourselves or some of us may be in that moment now in which we're petitioning and pleading with God that he would do a new thing. And as we continue to read scripture, we do see God eventually bringing a redemption to the children of Israel. And, and that redemption, watch this, there was a literal redemption, but then there was also a spiritual redemption that took place through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, again, if we had time, we could begin to unpack 
you know, that, 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 that macro and that micro level of that scripture. But now let's transition to 2 Corinthians 5, 16, and 17, because now when we get into the writings of the Apostle Paul, he's speaking from a different lens than what the prophet Isaiah was speaking in Isaiah 43. And this is what I saw in the scripture here last night. 2 Corinthians 5, 16, and 17, and again, what's at the forefront of our minds is what is the new thing. Not only what is the new thing, but when is the new thing and how is the new thing. That's how I'm thinking about this topic this morning. What is the what, the when, and the how? And again, as we get here in 2 Corinthians 5, 16, and 17, we're going to see a different ownership than what we saw in Isaiah 43, and it's going to make sense in a minute. It says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. It says, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. We know him no longer in that way. So, again, through our relationship with God, through our communion with God, we're now experiencing him and knowing him in a different dimension. So then it says, so if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. It says everything has passed away. See, everything has become new. So again, when Paul here is talking about the newness, he's actually talking about the believer becoming new. And, and and that's why I get back to that ownership. That's why I quoted Dr. Wanjuru, because, again, the new thing, watch this, can be you yourself. That's what we got to understand, see. We have to now begin to tap into the treasure, the richness, the power, watch this, that dwells on the inside of us. Because as we come to understand us being a new creation, we can then become a catalyst for the new thing that God wants to do. See, the Apostle Paul was inviting us and inviting the brethren to become a new thing, not not watch God do a new thing uh, like we saw in Isaiah 43, but he was inviting them to become a new thing. And when we consider Acts the ninth chapter on that road to Damascus, Paul had an encounter with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it was in that encounter that he became, that was the beginning of him now becoming a new creation. So you've got to think about that. 2 Corinthians 5, when he was pinning that text, he had a frame of reference of a divine encounter, a divine interruption on that road to Damascus in Acts the ninth chapter. In the fourth verse, it says, he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And as we know in the scripture, Paul became blind, and Paul had to sojourn to find a man who restored his sight to him. And then Paul goes on a new road, a new path to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ and then to become an apostle in the Lord's church through training, through preparation, through consecration, through isolation. 
And then we see over here in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, Paul moving in his newness. So that's my question this morning. What is your newness? What newness does God want to birth and unlock and unleash in and through your life? In closing, Isaiah, the children of Israel were in, a, were in desperate need. They needed their father to do a new thing. Second Corinthians 5, the apostle Paul is inviting the brethren to become a new thing. He was inviting them to mature into the new thing that, that the context and that the world and that the region desperately needed in that moment. And all of that being said, all of that being said, the Apostle Paul makes an assumption. He makes a very interesting assumption in that Second Corinthians 5. He says, so if anyone is in Christ, so again, the newness assumes that we are in Christ. So that's my last question here. Are you in Christ? Because when we are in Christ, we have now made room in our lives for the new thing. If we are in Christ, we are now giving God permission to do a new thing in and through our lives. So, so if we're in Christ, we have resolved to becoming the new thing or the new creation. If we're in Christ, we have resolved to allow God to use us in this day and in this hour. Saints of God, I want you to begin to ponder and really meditate on what God has called you to do in this season. Because we already know that we're in a new day. We already know that, 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 that the new day is here. And we have to begin to find our place in this new day, in this new era. And we know that this new era isn't exclusive to the church. This new day, this new era, it, 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 it's really the, the, the earth, uh, you know, the, 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 the earth is in a new day. And we have to begin to find our place in this new thing. Amen and amen. So I'm going to shut it down there, Bishop, and turn it over to you. Don't be on time this morning. Wow. A new thing. In him, the in him realities that Pastor Chambers so wonderfully led us in this morning is something I had a conversation with Elder Heather um, with yesterday about being in Christ. And we that have been born again for any period of time can look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. We can look at Isaiah and say, you know what, we've heard these scriptures, but just because you've heard a scripture doesn't mean you should turn a deaf ear to new revelation and what God is doing right now. We're going to go into prayer, then we're going to come back, and we're going to unpack this a little bit more this morning, because I'm loving this conversation, loving this conversation, because really it's setting me up for Bible study tonight. I see what God is doing. 
I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a time at this time. Sister Brandy Good's gonna come and um, pray our prayer request with us. And so, good morning, Sister Brandy. How are you? And I'm just gonna go ahead and turn the line over to you. Good morning, Bishop. I'm fine, thank you. Um, we have an anonymous prayer request for a Serene who is battling COVID. She is the cousin of a co-worker. Um, the person says she needs our prayers and thanks. So, Father God, we just come to you this morning, Lord God. We give you thanks. We give you praise, Lord God, for who you are, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Rapha and you are the God who heals. It is your will to heal, Lord God. Father, we thank you that we can come to you, Lord God, to find help, Lord God, in a time of need. You told us as your people in your word, Lord, that when we call on you, that you will hear us, Lord God, and you will answer us. So, Father, we come this morning, Lord God, in agreement, Lord, you said that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So, Father God, we come this morning on the behalf of Serene. Father, we're praying for her healing, Lord God. Father, you said in your word, Lord God, that Healing is the children's bread. Father, we stand on your word, Lord, and we send your word. We declare the blood, that by the blood of Jesus, Serene is healed. We declare that by your stripes, that Jesus was wounded for her transgressions. He was bruised for her iniquities, and that the chastisement of her peace was upon him, and by his stripes that she is healed. We decree healing over her body, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus to cover her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord God. We declare that no weapon forward against her, Lord, shall be able to prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we declare your word, Lord God. We send forth the word. We declare healing. We declare wholeness, Lord God. We speak wholeness to her body that she will have no adverse effects of COVID in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have been given a name that's above every name and that every name has to bow to its knee to Jesus. We declare that COVID-19 has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Father, we speak life to her body in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak health and healing. We declare wholeness, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you would do the miraculous, Lord, that she would be a sign and a wonder to those around her in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father God, we just come this morning and we lift up the body. Father, we speak life to your body in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, that the body will not get lost in the turn in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we declare that this is not the time for the body to shrink back to cave in or give up, Lord God. Father, I pray that we would that you would fortify your body, Lord God. May we be strengthened in our inner man, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord God. Eyes to see what you're doing and ears that will hear your voice in this time, Lord God. That we will hear the call that you're calling for your people, Lord God. And Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that we would be strengthened in our inner man, Father, I speak life to the dry bones in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Father, cause your church, Lord God, to arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. Father, may we hear your voice. May we heed to your voice during this time. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. This morning, and thank you so much, Sister Brandy, this morning I want to lift up uh, Pastor Powell. And I don't know if he's on the line this morning or his church members are on the line, but Pastor Powell works in um, an environment with children that's troubled, with troubled youth. And I received a text message on yesterday that one of the kids that's in his school was killed. And uh, the kids are being maced by the police and all this different stuff that's going on. Our children today are in a very, very um, interesting season uh, in our nation, just period in the world. I mean, how we grew up is not how they're growing up. And so he has to really have the manifold wisdom of God on how to reach these kids. And plus, when you're ministering to kids, you you, you know, and one of your kids, you know, is killed, I can't imagine having to go through that. But we just ask God to give him strength that as he stands in front of these kids this morning and throughout this week, that God will use him as an instrument of righteousness, that even in the midst of a dark place, a dark situation, that he will continue to be a beacon of hope, that if he trusts in the Lord, God will give him wisdom. For you said, Father, in your word, if any man like wisdom... Let him ask of God who give a tall men liberally and a braid of not, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith. So, Father, we thank you that you would give Pastor Tommy Powell the wisdom that he needs. Help him feel your presence, to know that you're with him. Help him reach these children. And in reaching the children, Father God, I ask you to help him reach these families. And, Father, give them peace. Give the children peace peace. Because if he's affected, I know the children are affected. And so, Father, we don't neglect to pray for them. And so, Father, we pray for these kids that are in desperate need of being ministered to. Your desire is that all men will be saved, coming to the knowledge of truth. As Pastor Chambers said, Father, do a new thing in that school district. Do a new thing in that continuation school. Do a new thing in every school in our nation and schools around the world. Father, the enemy has infiltrated himself into the school system to pervert the minds of these young children, Father God. And we declare that the enemy has no power, dominion, or authority. Father, where darkness has come, we declare there shall be a greater light. We declare it and we decree it in Jesus' name. Amen. As Pastor Chambers said, we, 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 we are headed, or I wouldn't even say headed, we are in the evil day that Paul gives reference to in the book of Ephesians, the 6th chapter, the 13th verse. 
But when you look at that text, it's dealing with the full arm of God and all those things when he deals with um, the evil day. But he says the way that we overcome and we be, we're able to stand in the evil day will be, because, will be because of the new thing that God has done or the new thing that God is doing in our life. When Isaiah the prophet mentions the new thing, he talks about redemption, how he is our redeemer and he, how he justifies us. That's part of your inheritance, being the redeemed of the Lord. And we have to understand that. But in that process, he starts talking about the power of salvation. And notice he said the helmet of salvation, because that's the new thing. Helmet, the helmet goes on your head because now we need protection in the mental realm. We need protection in the mental realm. And that's part of the new thing that God is doing in our lives. As being born again children of God, we have to remain to be relevant in a world that is rapidly changing. I'm going to say at lightning speed. And so where we are today, we need to be sharp. We need to be on top of our game. We just come through this season of Halloween. Matter of fact, if you look at a lot of stuff, they still got pumpkins, goblins, and ghouls, and all these different types of things. And let me tell you something. You don't want to underestimate this season because it is a season that wickedness is at its highest. It's at its highest point. I don't know if you all felt it this weekend, but, you know, I was talking with someone on yesterday, and I told them, I said, you know what, I felt that somebody was praying against me. Somebody was praying against the church. Somebody was praying against the people of God this weekend. And it was at an all-time high. And that's why as saints, we cannot relax. We have to stand our ground. We have to stand on the tower. We have to become watchmen and, and hear what the Lord will say to us, and then we're going to have to walk in it. Before we come to a close this morning, our time just goes way too fast. I want to come back to Pastor Rufus and see if he has any closing remarks, anything to add to what he shared with us this morning, which he's done a wonderful job. And so I want to come back to you, Pastor Rufus, and see if you have any closing remarks. Yes, thank you, Bishop. I mean, I would just say my closing remarks is just to encourage, you know, those on the line is that, you know, please don't miss God uh, in the season holding on to the memory of yesterday. You know, I know that, you know, God has done great exploits in the past and has shown us different things and delivered us in certain kind of ways, but let that be a foundation for us to stand on, but we have to look forward uh, and understand and really discern how he's going to do it in this day and in this hour. So, you know, thank you, Bishop, you know, for allowing me to come on and, and share this morning, and uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to, to be in the presence of the saints and, and, and in your presence this morning. Thank you for being our guest and doing such a wonderful job and reminding us to really focus on 
not so much the past, but the present. You know, it's, it's you know, like 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 Pastor River said, that's the foundation of what we know that our God can do. But we have to have a hope for tomorrow on what God will do as we remain faithful, committed, and consistent. You all that know me know those are three words I always talk about because that gives us a wonderful description of our God. He's a faithful God. He's committed to the believer. And God is very consistent. We, in the same term, must be faithful. We have to be committed. We have to be consistent. And allow God to do the new thing that he desires to do. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He's a whole new species of being. We have to allow the metamorphal process to take place. Allow the metamorphal process. Allow yourself to go through the metamorphosis, coming away from the old and now taking on the new where now you're totally changed because of the redemptive plan of God, the plan that he has for our life. And so, Father, we thank you for your plan. We thank you for all that you have provided for us. And, Father, I declare that as we sit together under the revelation of your word, you will begin to shine a light on the benefits and the inheritance that you have made available to us so that we can now possess it, lay hold of that which has been made available through the power of your sacrifice, of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for every person that is on this line. I thank you for their prayers, the prayers that they, they're lifting up currently right now. Although, Father, many have not sent their prayer requests in, they're praying to you that you would come through for them, that you would provide a way for them, Lord God, that you would take that desert situation that they're going through and make it an oasis. Father, we thank you for the rain. We thank you that the rain will bring healing to the land. But, Father, more than that, I thank you that you're reigning in the hearts of men. I boldly declare that there is no more condemnation to those who walk in the Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, that we will walk not according to our flesh, but we will walk according to the new man. And so, Father... I declare that every need be abundantly met of those that are on the line. You will begin to meet our needs according to your riches and according to your glory by Christ Jesus. Well, saints, time is exhausted this morning. We thank Pastor Chambers and Sister Brandy for being with us this morning as we always close um, when I'm on, according to Psalms 118, verse 24, for this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you.
because God is doing a new thing, and therefore it's new opportunities and new possibilities. Make this confession of faith with me this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. We declare that over you. It is your birthright that you are more than a conqueror, and you are a world overcomer. Wow. Well, God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you tonight in service um, as we come on. and We're just going to have a wonderful time. I'm excited about it already, ready for it. I'm not going to rush the time. We'll get there when we get there. But I boldly declare that you will have a great day in the Lord, that God will give you traveling grace and mercy, take you to your destination, and back home safely, that no sickness, harm, or danger will come near you or the vehicles that you are traveling in. Make today great by making today count. This is Sister Brandy Goods, Pastor Rufus Chambers, and Bishop Smith. We are signing off this morning. God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Let us open the line.